Good evening, I'm Rick Dancer. Well, welcome. I'm so excited for this week on Get Real with Rick Dancer. We've got every week, every night this week, we have got a story that's going to blow your socks off. Uh, and I'm not, say, I'm not just saying that. I don't over-promote things. But I've got tonight, we're going to meet a, a, a producer here, a local kid. He's a kid to me. Uh, local boy uh, puts together this film he's been working on for three years. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. It's beautiful. He's getting some some great reviews from people. Uh, so that's tonight's show. Tomorrow night, we have a woman who lives just down the street from here. Uh, I met her years ago. She has no use of her arms, and she's an artist. She paints with her teeth. On Wednesday, we're talking about redistricting the state of Oregon, and that's a super important issue to me and a lot of people in this state because it is important that we're involved in that process. And then on Thursday... Um, in 1994, April 10th, uh, four Satanists walked into a dairy mart on Royal Avenue, beat to death Franny Wall, and tried to kill Donna Reem. But Donna Reem fought back, and Donna Reem won. She put all four of those men in prison. Two of them are in there for life. The other two have gotten out. And this is a gutsy woman, and she's agreed to come on and talk about the anniversary of that show, of what happened. Uh, she's going to be here on Thursday night. So that's what's coming up this week. But let's get to the topic at hand here. Hi. Hi, Ann. How are you? And you guys can ask uh, Ryan anything you want to do because Ryan's coming on. This is Ryan Welch. There he is. Hi, Ryan. Hello. Dude, congratulations. This is like, I'm excited. I feel like I'm, you know, this is exciting stuff. <laughs> it is exciting. It's been a long time coming and it's finally, it's nice to be able to at least share a little bit about what we're doing because we've had to sort of be a little coy about it for the last three and a half years. And so now to at least be able to kind of announce a few things, show the trailer off and uh, see what the next steps are going to be is, is exciting for us. So you started this when? Uh, my, the first time I went up there to film was September of 2017. How did you find this story? Tell people kind of the Reader's Digest of, of what this is. So in uh, let's see, in spring of 2017, I met a guy, a uh, producer out of Bend, and he was, he's lived all over San Francisco, Hollywood. He worked in New York. He's kind of in the industry, uh, knows that stuff. We connected, decided to do some work together that summer. Late summer, he comes to me and he says, hey, maybe let's put this stuff on hold. Would you want to do this documentary with me? It's a, it's a story about a, a small native reserve, the only native reserve in Alaska. And I was like, only native reserve? That's, that seems odd. And there's only one and that's it. And he said, it's a small town with a, with a deep passion for the game of basketball. And I was like, well, I'm in. Like that's, <laughs> I love basketball. Yeah. I love sports stories. I love you know, documentaries. Now it wasn't that quick. Obviously I had to go check with my wife to see, Hey, like, is this something I'm going to be gone a lot? There's we're, we're doing this on our own dime. This is not funded. We're going to have to figure out how to kind of make this work. I'm going to have to keep my business going while I'm, while I'm gone. So I kind of went to my team here at AO films and said, Hey, do you guys want to do this? That means everybody's going to have to pick up some slack. I'm going to be gone. My business partner, partner Ryan Rossman is going to be gone quite a bit. So, you know, we all kind of had to make a joint decision. Are we going to, are we going to make this happen? And so that late, that, you know, August, I said, it was basically became harder for me to say no than it was for me, for me to, you know, I just, I just said, I know that it, this story will be out there and I will kick myself if I see it. And I, I didn't take part in it. So you, it was not funded then? Nope. Nope. Yeah. It was all, we did everything on our own dime. At the end, we got our, you know, private investors to help us with the post-production side of things, but everything was just, you know, we actually, I mean, Alaska airlines, we, we hooked up with them and they sponsored, uh, multiple flights back and forth for us. So that was a huge, you know, bonus for us to be able to get back and forth. 
uh, we had a lot of, you know, a few other sponsors here and there just to kind of cover costs and to get us, you know, through as much as possible. But everything was, you know, self-funded, uh, you know, with between myself and my business partner, Jeff, over in Bend. Your cousin, Bethany, is saying congratulations. <laughs> I love it. So let's do this, Ryan. Let's show them the trailer. So okay. tell them, okay, you just got back from, but tell them this real fast. You just mm -hmm. got back from Santa Barbara, right? Yes. So the film so premieres. Yeah, the film premiered Saturday night, uh, world premiere at the Santa Barbara International Film Festival. And that was a really cool experience. It was kind of the first of all the festivals that actually was semi in person. All of them have been, you know, virtual since last March. And so they had a drive-in theater right on the beach that, you know, we were able to, to watch the film. All A bunch of the players came down from Alaska. The coach, a bunch of people from the town came down. It was a really fun experience for us to just kind of celebrate what, what we've been doing the last three years and be able to just enjoy that. Tell them the name of the town and the area that it's in. So the town is called is is called Metlakatla, and it's on a net island. And it's a very it's like it's southeast Alaska. So if you look at Alaska, it's kind of right down in here. Um, a lot of people think that Alaska it's it's snowy and cold, and and I would say Metlakatla in southeast Alaska is more like Seattle, like a little bit more severe of Seattle weather. So it's Ketchikan. So a Seattle flight to Ketchikan, and then a twelve minute float plane ride to Metlakatla or a 45 minute ferry ride down there. So, so you had to do that every time you went up there to film yes. and you were going every other week, right? Yes. So the first three months we just want, we went once a month for a week. And then once the basketball season was in full swing, uh, Ryan and I were basically just passing in, you know, the air through Seattle and we would uh, trade off week to week. My business partner, Jeff was up there after Christmas full time through March. So is this like a dream? For you yes i mean I, I to me like to be able to tell a story that that is you know uh that's connected to you know sports to, to something that's like i don't know i just yeah it, it is i mean i don't even know what to say it's just something that like i've always wanted to do something big i've always wanted to do something that uh that wasn't uh, expected and this was it it came to me and i like i said it was just it was too hard to pass up even though it, every every you know sort of pro and con went mm, i don't know if we should do that i just was like I, I it was at that point in my career i was like okay we're doing well we're you know we're successful we're making money we're we're doing all the things we need to do but it was also kind of a little bit maybe a little boring maybe a little bit like easy to a certain extent to a certain extent and so i think this was like we, I need a little fire. I was turning 40 that next, you know, year. And I was like, I need something that kind of kicks me in the butt that may, kind of puts my feet on the fire and says, Hey, you gotta, you gotta go do this. So it was, it was that that kind of pushed, pushed me. You guys, we're going to show you the trailer in a second, but I, I, Kate brings up a great point. So storytelling is in Ryan's blood. So tell them who your father is and who your grandfather is. <clears throat> so my dad is Bob Welch. Uh, he's a longtime columnist for the register guard here in Eugene. And, and my, my grandfather, his dad was a photographer and a cinematographer back in the sixties. In fact, built his own underwater film camera, like casing for a film camera has footage of my dad, you know, like underwater at coldest Lake, you know, and, and uh, just, just the, and I have a, my grandpa's film reels right up here that I actually like took and put into 4k. Cause it's just something that it's, it's in our family and it's always something that we've, we've, you know, been a part of who we are. I couldn't write. And so I had to, I had to divert from what my dad was doing and I had to tell stories in a different way. And it became sort of like, okay, I'll do what I'll do what grandpa does. So this is your creative outlet. This is the way that you come alive. Yep. Yep. So you're married, you have two boys, right? 
<clears throat> no, I have a, a son who's a sophomore at Sheldon and a daughter who is a eighth grader at a Coburg Charter. Okay, man, we're getting old. Yeah, I know it's crazy. It's it, it's it's it is weird to, I, yeah, it it, it goes fast. Well, I'm going to show. So let's pull. I think my train is going to come by, so it'll be a perfect time. Perfect. Uh, Chad, Chad says Ryan is the man. So I'm going to pull up the screen, <laughs> and you guys, we're going to show you. It's like a four minute trailer, and then we'll come back. And if you guys have questions, you can ask on here. You can ask Ryan a couple questions or something too. And um, so let me pull this up. And just for people who are watching. We're going to be announcing the winners of our $1,000, uh, $100 restaurant giveaway tickets at the end of this show. I'll be naming the the folks on there. Um, so so stay tuned, hang in there, and we'll also be telling you about a free weekend at Dean's Ocean Lodge, Dean's Ocean Lodge in Yahats, and Ryan knows that well because they have a family home in Yahats. So mm -hmm. we'll 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 take you there in just a second. So let me bring the film up, and I'm going to. Ryan, that is so awesome. I that just gives me goosebumps when I watch good, it. You know what I mean? Every time I've watched it, I've watched it over and over, and it gives me goosebumps. Um, Kyle says, "Thanks for bringing our family in such a beautiful light." <laughs> that's uh, a husband. And says, uh, "That's amazing work. Very cool. Wow, this is rad. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. Um, I get. I, I get. I'm getting teary here." Um, that, what a what an amazing opportunity and um i love the lineage you know i've known your dad for 100 years <laughs> and your grandpa but just that's that's kind of cool the way that our life kind of 
kind of cycles like that, don't you think? Oh yeah, I mean for sure. It's it's something that, you know, I've always been super proud of the fact that I was able to take a little piece of what my family has handed down and and to create something with it and do something in my own way, but in, in a way that uh, you know it's it's fulfilling to me and also brings. I think it it honors you know the legacy that's been handed down to me. So is Kylie from the from Alaska then? That that last name is is uh, yeah that's a last name that I recommend. I mean there's a there's a it's a very small community so that I I would guess that she's um, she's from she's got family there. How did you find this, Kylie? <laughs> I'm just like how did you find Rick Dancer in Eugene, Oregon? That is crazy. <laughs> I'd love to know. Um, one oh, of our main is- characters, CJ CJ Hudson. He's he's a he was the fifth starter, six or the one of the five starters on our team. So I would imagine she's related to him. So, so how, um, how hard you probably became really close to this town, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was at first it was, you know, like a little, you know, you're kind of walking into this community that's very tight and you don't, you don't know them and they don't know you. Jeff did a great job of, of, you know, working with tribal council to make sure that they understood what we were going to do, that we were going to be honoring to them and their people and making sure that we didn't do anything that was going to be, you know, blow board. We wanted to make sure that we honored them, but we also wanted to tell an accurate and true story. So we weren't going to go up there and just fluff anything. We wanted to tell a, a, you know, an authentic story. And so we got their approval and their agreement. And then it was just a matter of building relationships. And that's something that, um, we take pride in, and you know, at AO Films, and and I think ultimately that's the, the key is to make sure that people know that I'm somebody behind the camera, but I'm also a human, and I'm real, and I'm going to step beside the camera, and I'm going to talk to them, and I'm going to engage with them, and get get to know them. I mean, you know, we just were down in Santa Barbara, and I was I spent all day yesterday with TJ, the the head coach, and his family, at, at, you know, by by a pool, and so like we have lasting relationships from that, you know, those three years, uh, that'll that will be, you know, that'll be forever friendships. And that's, that's, that's really cool. You know, Ryan, I, I think sometimes people think like, okay, so here's Ryan Welch. His dad did this and Ryan's all set up, you know, Linfield grad and he does all this stuff. Cause he actually, Ryan went to school and one of my really good friends, Kevin Curry was one of his instructors and really <laughs> yes, proud, I love Professor Curry. Really proud of him as well. Um, but you know, h- how many wedding videos did you have to produce in the early days to get you know what I mean? It's not like you just jumped into film. You you paid your dues and did a lot of, and not that wedding videos aren't valuable, but I mean, that's, it, it wasn't what you were, were looking for. It was getting to that story. It keeps telling a story to get to the story you were searching for. Yeah. No, and it's funny because I, I, we, you know, we were, we filmed a lot of weddings. Once, one year we filmed up to 50 weddings. Ryan Rossman, my business partner was living in New York and I was traveling back and forth and we just did a we did a lot of them. We got really good at it. And again, relationships were huge. We became really tight with our couples, bride and groom, and they loved working with us. And we loved telling their story. At some point, though, it did get to the point where it was like, I don't want to be known just for shooting weddings. Like we learned everything we, you know, learned filming weddings, and that's what translated to me being able to even do this. I I I owe a lot to that sort of like, hey, you're on the fly. You have to be able to figure out how to tell this story quickly you know, without saying, Hey, can I get you to do that again? Cause no one's going to, you know, you no one's going to stop the, the first kiss and redo it. They, that's just rolling through. Um, but at the same time, like I wanted to get to the point where that wasn't what I was only known for people like, Oh, like coming, you know, like, 
are you still shooting weddings? I want people, I wanted people, and that's just a total prideful thing, uh, honestly, but I wanted people to know me for something other than just shooting weddings, you know, but again, they were the stepping stone. They were the building block for where we, you know, are, where are at now, no doubt. It's kind of funny too, right? Because every one of those brides and grooms has a piece of your action. Yep. I mean, they all, they all taught you something. You know what here's I mean? A crazy, here's a crazy story. Sorry, good job. But like I had it. So a message from a bride who I filmed their wedding 10 years ago, a week ago said, Hey, I think I just saw that it looks like you filmed my uncle Don in your documentary. And I was like, uncle Don, let's see. Oh, Don Wickersham. And it's like that. He was the coach for Metla Catla in 1984, yeah. the last time they won a state championship. And I filmed her wedding, you know, up in, up near Harrisburg, you know, 10 years ago. And it's, it's yeah. just, and then I got to see him. He was at the premiere, you know, two days ago and I got to see him and take a picture with him. And that was just a really cool kind of connection. Um, Kylie says that my uncle Jack, my uncle is Jack, Jack C. Hudson. All right. <laughs> That's I'm awesome. a man, but thank you. Oh, I'm a man. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Kylie. I'm really, but thank you for telling me. We do like to correct ourselves on this show. Okay, so I'm going to bring Ryan back in just a second. First, I'm going to give our sponsor a real quick. This is very fast, but we couldn't do this without Chris Dental Family Dentistry. And when I told him we were doing this with Ryan, he was like, that is so awesome. But this guy is so crazy. He's my dentist, but he gives every patient his cell phone to every patient. When you come in to see me, uh, as you leave, I'll give you my cell number. Um, I had a patient the other day that came in and he had heard I think either a radio commercial or on your show, Rick Dancer, um, that I had to get my cell phone to everybody. And he said that a couple of weeks ago he was in extreme pain and he tried to get a hold of his dentist, couldn't get a hold of his dentist, uh, called around, couldn't get into a dentist. I'm like, that's horrible because with me that will never happen. Um, every patient can text me and they can, you can, you can text me about you. You can text me about, you could be a grandchild. <laughs> no, no, it's not, not just you. No, every single person has my cell number. And they do. And, and I put that out there one time, Ryan, and <clears throat> this lady goes, well, yeah, if you're a big dancer, you have a cell phone. I go, no, every single client has it. And that's <laughs> how we are able to pay for this and do what we do. That's so awesome. Ryan, what's the, what's the, like the most memorable, oh, wait, no, no, you know what you need to tell me about? Chris Pratt, how did he get involved with all this? Because you know what's so funny? I didn't even know who Chris Pratt was. I've seen him in movies. But the other day on YouTube, up popped one of this interview that he's on all these interviews with a guy on YouTube who's super funny. And mm -hmm. he was telling a story about how he loves to get naked. And he was naked on the set one time. He, he walked out and he just pulled down his pants because he, he wanted the reaction from the woman to be what it was supposed to be. And he got <laughs> the reaction. The studios came and said, you can't ever do that again. But, and then I went, when you came, when I saw it on your page and it said, Chris, wait, that's the guy. So how did yeah. you get connected with him? So the agency that we have representing us, UTA, they are, they also represent Chris. And so halfway through our editing process, they slid the project across the desk and let him take a, take a look at it. And he is starting a, uh, he has, be, he started a production company called, um, uh, indivisible productions and he wants to tell stories that unite america that bring people together you know obviously we live in a time right now where there's a lot of division and he wants to do the opposite and and so he saw our film and and he said that's we want to be i want to be part of that and so he is yeah he he joined on as an executive producer last uh last summer late summer late fall something like that so yeah he it's it's a really cool thing for him to be a part of it he's a good dude and he lines up really well with what we're trying to do too Okay, so I'm sorry to do this to you, but Chad wants to know, tell me about the family Christmas videos. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> okay, so in you guys first I, all have to explain that Chad is not complete. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's <laughs> yeah. So we yeah we I mean we've basically been doing a uh, family Christmas you know video where we take you know uh, a Christmas song and we lip sync to it and acted out and we've done it every year since 2007. I think last year was the last year we did not do it. My my son is he's almost 16 now. He's getting to the point where it's a little uncool to be in your your dad's films and to be you know had that. So he he sort of like put the kibosh on it a little bit, but uh, yeah, we've done that for a year and everybody kind of gets excited. Christmas Eve, we put it out and everybody gets to <laughs> laugh at us. My my, uh, my oldest son, Jake, um, I used to do these things for KKZI where they send me on family vacations. I had a really good contract. I'd go on family <laughs> vacation, take a camera, and I kind of learned to do what I'm doing now, which I had no idea I was going to do this, but I shoot these vacations. And so the first time Jake would always just sit there and so I kind of made fun of him a little, not, you know, horribly, mm -hmm. but I said, you know, I'm 16 year old. They never want to do anything. So then the next time we went on one, every time I'd go to shoot Jake, he'd flip the bird. <laughs> like, like, I know how to not get in these things. Go ahead, shoot me. Go ahead, shoot me. And I was like, <laughs> I went and I laughed because I went, you know, that's pretty smart. It's really smart. I'm not I'm not going to put my kid flipping the bird on this, on the news. Nope. He found a way to get out of it. I thought, He's that's no dummy. He's so no what's dummy. What do, you, what do you hope this movie, this documentary uh, does for the people who live in, in that, that community, in that village, in that place? Well, I mean, I hope that, it, you know, I, I hope it brings them a lot of pride. I mean, and I think it already has. It was fun. We got to go up there in September and show the town, you know, in their, in their longhouse. And that was a really, you know, it was obviously we wanted to do it sooner. We actually finished the film last March, like March 8th. And so obviously we all know what happened about two days later. Uh, everything kind of shut down. So we had plans for showing it and getting it out in the world and everything kind of Hollywood just kind of went screech. And so we had to put everything kind of on the back burner. Um, come, you know, like looking back, that was probably a good thing because we were able to make some changes to the first act that we wouldn't have had time to do had we had we not had the time to reflect on it, to watch it again, to get some feedback from some people. So anyway, we got to show the town in September, you know, through you know, the COVID protocols and all the things that we needed to do. And um, it was really cool. And it was really fun to see them. I just think that, I mean, talking to people down there this weekend, just to, just to see the pride that they have in their town. I mean, it's a small town. There's 1300 people that live on this Island and, um, and every, every one of them is family. Uh, they all are connected in some way. And, and, you know, just to put them on the map a little bit, I think it's kind of a cool thing. I think there's places in the world that are special, but because of the way our world works, where cameras or whatever's whatever gets clicks right clickbait all that stuff is what is what leads but but there are so so many stories out there of people who are just doing cool things things that like inspire people things that bring people together that never get seen because our world is gravitates to you know again i took media i know if it bleeds it leads and and that's you know that's unfortunate to some extent and i hope that we can bring some of these things to light that it doesn't have to bleed if it's if it's going to be that something that you know shines a light on something that's really powerful and, and moves people in a way that that you know is is important don't you think that the those are the stories that really matter to people too i mean that last i mean what britney did and what some you know little pop star does um it, it doesn't change my world but i i you know if i still tear up and i've seen that thing five times that, that's that's doing something to rick dancer and everybody else who's watching that to make us feel human again. You know what I mean? Yep. A hundred percent. I agree. I mean, I think, I think that that's, yeah, the stuff that's like 
you know, out there that's like, oh yeah, it's the famous people, right? They're, they're going to get the headlines. They're going to get the, the attention, but it's so fleeting. It just happens and it's gone. It happens and it's gone. It's like, it's like your Twitter feed, boom, 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 or your Instagram feed. At some point you're just like, yeah, you just, you just flip through it. We all just rip through those things. I hope that this is something that people will for a long time be able to like come back to and really watch and just, and just enjoy and feel inspired and feel like, Hey, this was a, a town that had a really rough year. But at the end of the day, they, 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 there was a lot of hope that came out of that and, and, and it brought them together and it, and it gave them something that they didn't have before. So what did this change, this experience change about you? I, I'm sure a lot, but what's the main thing? Like the first thing that comes to your head that goes, Ryan Welch is not the same Ryan Welch he was before he started this project three years ago. Oh, that's a good question. I think, I think being open to trying something new to doing something different to um, just take one step at it, like a step forward every day. Like, I don't, you know, I think that I think, and it's, and, and, and with that, you have to have patience. I mean, I, I honestly thought, Oh, we'll go up there and film this thing. The state championship game was in, you know, March of 2018. We'll have this thing out by September of 2018. Right. Like, of course that's, it's nowhere close to that. And I think to me, what I've realized is that there's important things like things that, that are dreams, things that are, that are worth putting, that are worth risking things for take time. They won't happen overnight. It, I, you know, there's just no way to tell this story. Um, like we tell other stories. I mean, most of our projects are like, go down there, spend three days with the subject, you know, edit for three, three weeks and then turn it around. It's maybe a month, two months of a process. This, there's no way you could tell the story in less than what we filmed it in, which is, you know, basically 12 months and then a, a year and a half of editing. What was the thing? Can it, can you tell me like that turned everything around that went, okay, this is a moment where this is not going to be exactly what we planned. Well, I think <laughs> every day you're kind of waking up and it, this was the hardest part of the project is we would wake up in the town and we're just following action. Like very, I mean, not this is bad because everybody's life is pretty boring. If you're just to follow somebody around with a camera, I mean, you're literally just watch, you know, in the film, you're just watching the tip of the iceberg, but we were there just kind of making sure that like we were there for anything that might happen that might be important. And I think that that's the hardest part is to just sort of settle in and know that like today we might film a bunch of stuff and none of it will be meaningful, you know, but I think the thing that, we realized is that, you know, there was a couple of, you know, very emotional, tragic things that happened. And we were there at those moments. Jeff was there, were able to capture those moments. And um, had we not sort of been in a spot where, you know, we were there through the mundane, through the boring, through just going to the school and waiting to see if a kid didn't show up for class or not or whatever, we, we were there to capture you know, it ultimately turned into a, an amazing story that, that, you know, these guys that you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to see. I mean, we were basically giving people a, a very fast forwarded version of like, you know, seven or eight months of, of time in a very compressed two hour film. So, so when you're there, so you learn that the mundane is what leads to the big moments. And we, as people, as human beings are kind of our human nature is I think a lot of people, I saw people, my life isn't that exciting. My life isn't this. Yeah. It's because we're, you, like, I think I learned with cancer and when, when I jumped off the KEZI ship and ran for secretary of state, it was like the biggest risk of the scariest thing I'd ever done. But then you come alive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
Yep. Well, think about this. Like I, I like day to day life is seemingly pretty boring, but if you flip back through your Instagram feed of the things you post or the things that you post on Facebook, or when you get those little, Hey, this was happening six years ago. Look at this memory. You just realize, man, my life is good. Like I have a lot of fun. We, we do, we have a lot of friends. Like it's, you know, there, there's definitely hard moments, but like when you're flipping back through those things, but it's all perspective. Cause in the moment you don't, you don't take that moment and go, oh, this little sliver of it, like, you don't have that sort of joyous feeling. But when you look back on something and that's the hardest part, I think for us as humans is we, we tend to not live in the moment you know, t- too well, because it's hard to sort of, we're always looking for the, what's the next best thing and, and what's, what, what's, what's coming forth. But when you look back and you realize, man, I, I have a lot to be thankful for. I'm, I'm a blessed, you know, person. That's what I think we need to like, har- you know, har- harbor onto, like f- figure out how to like hunker down onto that and realize that we do, we, we do have a lot to be excited about. And, and it's just hard in the, in the middle of that mundane to really like, you know, feel, feel that. So, what tell people because you were explaining to me earlier so the process isn't over so now you pitch this kind of tell what the process is to get this into the theaters and that sort of thing so at this point um yeah we're we it's kind of like a little snowball and we're trying to hope hopefully make it a little bit of a bigger snowball so it starts rolling down the hill and gaining momentum i feel like at this point we're trying to find a distributor we're trying to find somebody who will come alongside us and help us either get it into theaters or get it to a uh, you know, a streamer or, or some distributor that's going to get it out there. I mean, I've seen a few questions pop up of where I can watch this right now. Nowhere. Uh, there, there was a few virtual tickets available for this Santa Barbara film festival, but those are all sold out. I'm hoping to get into a couple other film festivals. And if that happens, then those will be available, but they will be limited. I mean, typically festivals don't have even virtual tickets available unless you go to park city or to Santa Barbara, wherever the festival is, you're not going to see that film. So that's a new thing with, with these virtual festivals. But, um, but yeah, so we're just kind of waiting to see what happens next. Hopefully we can build some momentum again. This is all new to me. I've never done this. Jeff, my business partner lives in this world. He, he worked at Miramax and he's worked at some companies that, that do this. Right. And so like I, we, that's why we're such good partners. Cause I, I know nothing about that stuff. I just know how to tell stories, you know? And so we were able to kind of come together and, and, you know, and he brought that story to me and it was like, okay, cool. We can, we can do it. So next steps are still kind of some waiting. I wish that there was some more definition to it, but it, this is a good first step for us to be able to like get the teaser out to announce that we've got this film and now we can kind of start gaining some momentum from this hopefully. Okay. So last thing I'll ask you, mm-hmm. what's the next, do you have a next project, the next story you want to tell? Is there something on the back burner that you can talk about? Um, I have, we have something, I can't really talk about it, but we have something and it's, and it's sports, it's sports related and it's not in this country. So I can tell you that much, but. Okay. So no, and yeah. you should just go, no, Rick, shut up. I can't yep. tell you. Yep. This is, you get the press out of here. I can't know. You just put your hands <laughs> crazy button like that and do yep. that thing. Yep. Ryan Welch, thank you so much. And thanks for sharing that with us tonight. Yep. It's been um, yeah. So you guys, if you, for those of you who want to show the trailer off to somebody else. <laughs> I have my own brain, right? Um, you can just take this, and it's going to be on YouTube. It'll be on Facebook. It's going to be easier to find on YouTube. You go to my YouTube channel, and you just replay this and have them watch the whole thing because they should find out more about what he's doing as well. So that would be great. Yeah, Ryan, or, thanks. Alaskanets.com is is everything will be up on that on that website there. Alaska is Alaskan. Yeah, but two ends. Alaskanets.com. Net.com. Yep. All right, Ryan Welch. Thank you for making Eugene and Springfield proud. All right. And 
and your dad. Um, I'm going to have him on, I think, next month. So we're just going to have Welch's everywhere. Nice. Yeah, there we go. Watch out. All right. Man. We'll see you later. <laughs> Thanks. Take care. Right. Yeah. All right. How's that, you guys? That's pretty cool, huh? So I want to show you. Um, first, I want to announce the winners from our Rogers Gardens. Uh, Richard over there gave us $1,000. He wanted to help restaurants. So we went out and gave five different restaurants $200, and they are then turning around and giving that to people out there um, in our audience. And so I went through all the entries. We had hundreds of entries, and I went through them, and I'm going to put their names on here for you in the comment section so you'll know who won. Um, and these are all of our folks and where they won their meals to. So we have Tani Hessenbeck. Uh, she wins a $100 gift card to the Pig and Turnip. Clarissa Anderson, Craig's Lucky Lager. Marsha and Boyd Jensen, Addie's Diner, Hawk and Plues, Craig's Lucky Lager, Gina Mills, Addie's Diner, Rianne Young, Griff's Pub, Megan Leverance, Twisted River Saloon, Carl Roderick, Twisted River Saloon, Julie Bain, Pig and Turnip, and Lacey Reel and Mike Thomas, you win $100 to Griff's Pub. So we want to thank first Rogers Gardens for giving us the thousand dollars. Then we want to thank all of our <clears throat> sponsors who were involved with that, which was, I didn't name all of them. They, everybody gave a show. So we go watch it. Any lab test now, Chris Dental, Buck Sanitary Service, the Hydrate Bar. Um, who am I missing? Um, oh, God, there was five of them. Um, I'll get them for you. I'll put them on there on the website. And we want to thank all of you who nominated people too. The other thing, I will be sending out an email. If you were nominated, please contact me. I will have the people that nominated you because uh, I need to get a hold of you and tell you. You pick the, the gift card up at the restaurant. I'm not shipping them out. You got to go find those yourself. <laughs> so you, they'll have them. I'll give them your names. Give me a week to get that all done. And, um, and I'll get their names on there. Now, I want to show you something else that we're doing. So we are right in the middle of... This is Dean's Ocean Lodge on, in Yahats. It's an old 60s, 50s actually styled motel that they fixed up. It's really nice. They're going to give away two nights um, before June 15th. And you're going to be able to stay there. And you have to do this before the uh, June the 15th, I said. And, and I'm going to pull that video out. And I want to show you something else. You also are going to get a $50 gift card to the Drift Inn which is one of the greatest restaurants in Yahats. My wife and I went there twice while we were down there. And you're also going to get a $50 gift card to Ona's Restaurant and Lounge. So you're getting $100 for food, two free nights at the Drift Inn, and it's all on the Drift Inn and us, So and, and the sponsors who are being a part of that. So that started in April 1st. It's going to go through the end of the month. You go to rickdancer.com, my website, go under contests, and all you have to do is click on the button, and up will pop the, the, the form, and you can um, tell us why you want to have this you know, two nights away, and uh, then we'll pick a winner at the end of the month, and somebody's going to get to go there. So uh, it should be really fun. So what are they pet friendly? I have. Yep, they are pet friendly. In fact, if you bring a dog or a pet a dog, they have a little bag that, that you that comes there and it has your dish, your pooper scooper, all the other things you have. And they have seven miles of beach that nobody's on that um, 
in either direction so you can be there. So that's what you got to do, but you got, don't put it on here. Don't put your answers on here. Go to rickdancer.com, my website, and look under contests, and it's all there on how to fill out the forms. And I'll tell you, we've already had about 100 people put in there. Uh, but don't let that scare you because I'm looking for stories, real stories, and what they do. Um, again, um, I want to remind you, tomorrow night, 5 o'clock right here, Julianne Mills, an artist who paints with her teeth because she doesn't have use of her hands. So she paints with her teeth. I'm going to show you an old story I did with Julie, and then she's going to be here, well, via this, uh, live in her home, in her studio, painting for us. And then on Wednesday, we're going to talk about redistricting the state of Oregon. They're going to be ready to draw the new lines next year. And we're trying to get this away from politicians and into the hands of a commission that can do this fairly for the first time in 30 years so that we all have a say in it. And then on Thursday, Donna Reem, the survivor from the Dairy Mart killings on April 10th, 1994, will join us to tell the story of what happened and what life's been like after that. Um, we got a hell of a week for you. So remember um, what Ryan was saying in there. It's all about risk. How much are you willing to risk to live and how much are you willing to not risk to live, to basically be dead and walking around in a body? I'm not doing that. And that too many of us are stuck in this something and we need to get unstuck. So this is a way we can do that. Um, I am Rick Dancer and share this on your page because Facebook is changing its algorithms and playing with us. They want us to spend more money with them and we're not going to play that game. So you guys share this for us. I want to see 30 or 40 shares. All I got to do is share it to your page and tell people, look, we do have some amazing talent in this community. All right. I'll see you guys later. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you very, very much. You do not know how much we appreciate you. We appreciate you a lot.